Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by SickWix.com and The Collective Experience. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and with us on the line for the second time in as many months, he is the number 12 in your program, and this last weekend, he was number one at the end of the night. His his name is Shane Moody McElrath, and he joins us on the podcast. Shane, thanks for giving us some time. Hey, thanks for calling again. I, I enjoy talking to you. Hey, I appreciate uh, you, you saying that. I appreciate you taking my call, and I absolutely appreciate that uh, only a couple of days before Christmas, I go to the mailbox, and I get a brand new, fresh, actually, probably wasn't fresh, you probably wore it a few times, Number 28, signed on the back. I really appreciate that. And I'll have you know that it's uh, sitting in my living room right now on the wall. So, uh, yeah, like, nice. uh, I'm, I'm stoked cool. on it. Yeah. Um, what else Thank is you. cool? Yeah. What else is cool is winning uh, Supercross races. And uh, uh, you this last weekend uh, go three, two, one. First overall, uh, I believe, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, you tied in, in overalls with uh, Dylan Ferrandis, but that, uh, that better moto yep. in the second race was good enough for uh, an extra three points at the end of the night, which is uh, awfully handling when it comes to a championship is concerned. You now find yourself only two points down of, uh, of Colt Nichols. So, uh, yeah, I, I think things are really starting to heat up for you. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited with the progress that we've made and, um, the last two years I won Anaheim won and got us the red plate and then, uh, haven't really been able to do too much with it. That's where, um, I've kind of been a little frustrated and this year, I mean, I kind of had the same plan is to come in and I mean, I'm, I'm training to win. I, I want to win a one, but, uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we didn't do that this year. So it, uh, it's, uh, perfectly fine. But we're uh, we're learning each weekend. I feel like we're in a really good spot um, for the championship and um, just moving forward and getting the bike dialed in more and more. Um, I think we're we're really picking up some momentum, and uh, I think we we need to keep going with it. For sure, I, I think that uh, you've definitely hit your stride. I've talked about this on pre- prior podcasts, not only when you're on, but also when we're just dissecting the championship. In my opinion. This particular year, and we've seen it in five different years with other riders, in my opinion, Shane McElrath is a 450 guy riding in the 250 class right now. You're, you're as strong as you're ever going to be on a 250. You know how to shake down a bike, and uh, you know the ins and outs of a bike um, that, like, than you've ever been as a pro. And uh, as well as just like the – you're not – at all, like there's no glitz and glam with this anymore as far as Supercross goes. It's business as usual. You come in, you know where you're going to eat, you know how, how much you need to sleep so that you can be your best. Um, you're in the, you're, probably you're in the best scenario of your career to, uh, to just go out there and get things done. Um, I ask you this, does that increase your um, sort of confidence rolling into a weekend or does that also add some pressure knowing no more excuses? <clears throat> Um, a little bit of both, actually. I think it's, uh, I think it's really good. I mean, we, uh, we train, uh, something every single day. And when we go to the races, um, we train so that the race day shouldn't be any different than a training day. So, um, like you said, it's, uh, it's 
it's a little bit of both. Um, this is a big year for me. It's most likely my last year in the 250 class, and I uh, I need I need a big year. I mean, this is my job, and um, I love riding my motorcycle, but there's a a lot of sacrifices that have been made uh, for me in my career, and um, not all of it has been sacrifices that I've made. So um, there's a lot that goes into it, and I, I really want to do this because the team deserves it. Uh, I mean, they deserve my best effort. That's that's what I'm contracted to do, and I uh, I want to represent them the best that I can and, and have fun doing it and continue building because uh, in terms of career-wise, the 250 class is just the stepping stone. So, right. um, I mean, the 450 class is the goal, and uh, I feel like we're we're in a good position to, to make that step soon. Um, where and how, I'm not really sure, but we're, uh, we're trying to be the best we can be, um, leaving the 250 class. Fair enough. Um, so that being said, um, and then maybe this isn't something that you're, you're able to really answer, but, uh, given the opportunity, like if Tyler Keefe comes up to you, uh, sometime on the break, uh, you're crushing it, you're feeling good. Um, like, and he asks you, how would you feel about doing an East round on a 450? What's your response? Um, I think it'd be cool. I think, uh, it's maybe Nashville. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, that, that would be really cool. Uh, I mean, for me, I would, I would like to ride a 450 nonetheless, whether I race it or not, just to kind of learn, learn the bike. I haven't really ridden a 450 on Supercross except for, heck, maybe, uh, 2015, um, when I raced the New Jersey race. So, um, I raced the 350 at Monster Cup a couple of years, but it's, uh, yeah, so I've never really put much time on a 450 on Supercross, but, um, I would love to just kind of, kind of start working towards that when we get a little bit of time, um, when we get, uh, like our little bit of break, uh, just to change it up a little bit. For sure. So <clears throat> that being said, um, like what do you do to change up your particular, like your, your routine or what are some of the things that Shane McElrath did in the off season or for training a couple of years ago that you no longer do or things that you've added that, uh, maybe you couldn't do before? Um, there's really, uh, it's it's kind of just all in how much you can handle. Um, that's why we we train the way we do is to increase the load that our body can handle um, and increase the efficiency at handling that load. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh it's not really I guess over the years like as I've gotten stronger um, and just been training my body to handle the load. It's uh you kind of realize when you can do things when you can't do things like no i need to rest today um, but tomorrow i can give up uh, a little bit if i need to go do something um you kind of really uh learn like your weekly routine and how this week rolls into next week and how everything has to kind of transition together because it's uh i mean just the level that racing is at 
if you're if you're not careful you'll fall behind real quick so um it's uh it's always progressing and always uh raising that bar and um like it's also a, a short short career in terms of careers as a whole so we're uh we're trying to maximize everything we can right now and um really grow as much as we can and uh like like i said get ready for the 450 class whenever that is and just to be ready for it nonetheless fair enough being being prepared is the number one thing to get when it comes to success and obviously the people that you have in your corner as far as a team as well as your training uh regiment are are the best in the business ktm uh has been one of the it's basically the leader in all of that for a long period of time i ask you this how much of a value is it to have the consistency in your training program a guy like tyler rattray a guy a guy like adam or Alden Baker, who they know your body, they know your mannerisms, they know when you're up, they know when you're down, they know when to push, they know when to back off, and they also uh, basically they have that uh, that history with you of uh, seeing you progress and and when you can handle more load and when when you maybe need to have a few a few days off to 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 relax and stuff like that. Um, like when guys switch teams, they often switch trainers, or even if they don't switch teams, they they switch trainers and stuff like that. And in my opinion. Uh, a lot of times, the the amount of time that you guys have off in the in the off season is a lot of times probably broken down to maybe twelve weeks of solid boot camp training, making some serious uh, gains, if you will, in the gym or on the bike or on the motocross bike. Um, like, like how much of a feather in your cap is it to have? that consistency rather than other guys who are basically like they're, they're meeting their trainer for the first time on day one of uh, probably the most important 12 weeks of the year. Uh, I think that's uh that's kind of the most important thing with, uh, with anything that we do is uh, accountability. I mean, we, that's what we, uh, that's how we uh, grow in our faith is by having brothers and sisters there to hold us accountable. That's how we, uh, grow in our training by having Tala hold us accountable and know what we're capable of. Um, and same with like our team manager in KTM, like they, I've been with uh, TLD. This is my sixth year racing Supercross, but it's my going on my seventh year with the team. Wow. And so TK knows me really well. Like, like you said, he knows, pretty much everything about me oh, yeah. and to have that accountability all the time like tk knows what i can do and tk knows what i should be doing and if if i'm i'm tired one day uh, i don't want to do this it's like no i mean i need my body can handle way more than i think it can and so can anybody else's it's just a more of a mental thing like that's right. where the mental side of it is so huge is we think that we can't, but um, the accountability helps us show that we can do that. And so, honestly, I think that's probably the biggest thing is is having that accountability and having people um, challenge us and not just. I mean, we're we're the racers. Like they don't work for us; we work for them. Like, don't just treat me like I'm, I'm a king and, and, uh, then like, okay, well go win. And if I don't win, then 
oh, it's my fault. It's like, no, let's, let's all take this on together. Like when we win, we win as a team. When we lose, we lose as a team. And we go back the next weekend. We all work together to fix what went wrong so that we don't make that mistake again. That's to me, that's the biggest thing is having accountability. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors. We'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners, let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you gotta check them out. They're motocross dedicated and, uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. They got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It pops and crackles just like a real fire. And, uh, it's gonna make your garage smell better. It's gonna make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're gonna love these candles and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now. Enjoy them and you're gonna love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1 and the full array of market-leading products, Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. 
we have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I did it my way, and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her, and I'm got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day i'm talking pre-race strategy filming practice session sessions talking about the racetrack meeting the riders getting cool swag getting to hang out with guys like dave drakes getting to hang out with guys like me at the track it's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers you're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience check it out google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience. A proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcasts. Love being on the show and talk to you soon. Accountability and a support system that helps you achieve your goals. Uh, like you said, you've got a, a consistent trainer, you've got a consistent um, team manager, as well as you. Uh, I believe you're now a married man, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's got to be okay. a uh, a support system like no other. And you'd mentioned it sort of earlier with being the, not the only person who's making mistake, uh, making um, uh, 
making compromises and uh, and sacrifices uh, for for the overall goal. Uh, how great is it to have uh, just a fantastic woman in your life who uh, makes makes it all uh, makes it all better when things are, are aren't the best, and you just have that partner in life that you can tackle these things with. I, I know I certainly appreciate that with my girlfriend that I currently have. Yeah, it's uh to me it's probably the most important thing. I mean that's uh that's the way God created marriage is for um us to become one and us to to be a team. I mean we uh one of us is not better than the other. I mean we are we're equals and I was actually just reading the other day and just a commentary on uh Genesis when uh God formed a man like he he formed woman out of the side of man not not the head not the feet like just the the reference of the side right like uh creating us equal and to me it's it's huge having uh like my wife there but during the week like she is my wife she's also my best friend she's my shoulder to cry on she's my encouragement whenever it's it's more than just oh like we're married now that, I mean, it's, it's really hard to explain until you actually get married and you're now we're, uh, almost a year and a half in, but it's like, it's, it's not something I could have imagined before we got married. Like it's, it's crazy. I, I totally, uh, I, I totally connect with that. My friend, uh, uh, Megan and I are on the same path as yourself. And, uh, I gotta say, um, if you don't yet have, and I think like a, a nickname, and I think there's some people out there that uh, refer to you as Moody, cause that's your middle name. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. also a few people that call you Sugar Shane McElrath. In fact, I think I've talked, called you that a few times, but if, if they don't, if one yeah. hasn't stuck yet, I think it should just be the shepherd. You should just have that as a butt patch because when the it comes shepherd. to the flock, of um of motocross racers i think uh you i think i would consider you a bit of a shepherd when it comes to uh um kind of uh looking over the herd uh that is when when you're just uh, you're able to uh like pray with riders and 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 speak the word and you know it and i i think that's something that uh some some riders really look up to you for uh it's something that uh like that's that's something um that's uniquely Shane McElrath. Well, that, I I really appreciate that. That is, I I don't really, why well, I, I wouldn't want to, I guess, consider myself that. But <clears throat> what uh, what I really want for myself and in this industry is for for people to look at me the same as themselves. Like I don't I don't want people to worship me. Like it's it's weird. Like yeah dude, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a guy just like you. I just do something different for work. Like it's, that's what, um, I tell people a lot. Like when, uh, like if it's little kids that come up to me, they're like shy or it's like, Hey, don't like, don't be scared. I'm, I'm just a a guy. I'm your friend. Like Mm -hmm. let's sit down, let's talk. And, um, it's really cool to get to sit down and pray with, other riders and it it really breaks down barriers because this sport is uh one that builds up barriers of of selfishness and self-conceit and it just it's kind of sad because it takes away from what it could be and uh 
I mean, I just, I love having buddies at the races. That's where we are. That's where our life is. And it's like, why not enjoy it? Why not have connections that we can talk to people about that we don't have to talk about dirt bikes. And, uh, to me, that's, it's huge. And it's, it's really an honor to get to do that and to challenge other riders to, um, really kind of see what their perspective is on. For sure. Like I, I got to imagine that you've also like cultivated some friendships and probably some deeper friendships than, than you even, uh, intended with, with being able to connect with people in that way. <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. That's, that's something that Joy and I pray for a lot is that God would use us. And, um, God, I mean, different people have different ministries, different people can reach different people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, for us, I mean, I don't, as of right now, I don't see myself standing up on a stage and being a preacher. Like the, the racetrack is my mission field and right. that's where I see it. And I mean, that, that may change soon, but, um, for right now, that's, that's kind of where I'm going. And until God calls me elsewhere, this is where I'll be. Well, there you go, my friend. I think you do a fantastic job of that, and I think uh, uh, also a leader on uh, on the team that you currently race with. Uh, obviously, you've been there longer than everybody else, but you got some top flight athletes mixed in there as well. Obviously, a couple teammates that'll be racing on the East Coast that'll be a, a force to reckon with. What are those guys <clears throat> like to train with on, on a weekly basis? Um, like uh, fully understanding that at this point in uh, the year, um, if anybody probably needs a, sh- a shoulder to cry on right now, it might be. Uh, Sean Cantrell he's had some struggles this season how do you offer a little bit of a, a pick-me-up to a kid who um, like in my opinion looks a little bit lost out there uh, as far as uh, his, his supercross skills and just being able to perform on weekends there's more than a few people on the the message boards and stuff like that that are uh, a little bit skeptical of, of, of that particular athlete right now how do you how do you sort of uh, help him along in the fact that uh, you've been there and like maybe you didn't struggle as much as he has right now but you've definitely uh, you've been through it all like you said uh, six years in supercross yeah it's it's really tough to see him going through that because i like you said, I have been there and I've seen those things firsthand. And, um, it's, uh, it's kind of a perseverance thing. Like, um, just keep working, keep working. I mean, he, he rides good during the week and, uh, it's, it's, I think it's more of just the, the stage thing and, uh, being in the supercross race. Like it's, it took me probably, I've, I'd say, at least four years, five years, maybe before I was able to like, not think about like what's going on around me. It's like, like when I was in the stadium, that's something that's really hard. And a lot of people don't understand that, but it's really challenging. And, uh, it's tough to see him doing that because he does have a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, the level of racing right now I feel like is is really high and it just it keeps growing every year it seems like and um I mean he he does have a lot of speed he's a really good rider and um I think I think it'll it'll come around for him soon it's just one of those uh things that kind of all young racers go through it's like 
dude, we're here. Like, this is, this is crazy. I mean, I, I remember, actually, I don't remember a race where I haven't really said that. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just <clears throat> like being teammates and, uh, same with like Mitchell Falk, like he's, he's still got a lot to learn, but he's just a young kid too. Like, um, I mean, look at Osborne. He, he just finally peaked at the end of his 250 career and, yeah, in his thirties. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of becoming a thing is, uh, you don't really get these young guys, uh, with just pure speed doing, <clears throat> doing a lot because the level is so high. So, um, for, for Sean and Mitchell, it's just a learning thing. It's, it's an experience thing that they just need to kind of keep racing. And, um, and with Jordan Smith, like, uh, we're both from North Carolina. So we have like a, uh, a good friendship, but also like a really strong competitiveness just because I don't, I don't, I mean, we grew up racing each other. So, uh, that's kind of something we've always had, but, um, we're really good friends. Like we, we did a that boot camp Bible study together this year and right. just uh really growing on in all aspects of our life and he uh he's been riding really good, so I'm excited for him to to take off on the east coast. Heck yeah. And you guys will meet up a couple of times when uh they have the, the, the shootouts. Um I ask you this question, and one of the things I was thinking about today, um and I'll let you go because uh, we've been uh, you and I have almost been talking for uh, collectively a forty five minutes now. I always pre- I love the conversation, but uh, I imagine you've got uh more important things to do with your evening. But uh who um, like it once, like your you, your story is not yet written. You've haven't uh, even raced a single 450 yet, race just yet. But uh, if, if 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 your career stopped right now, or if you could ma- imagine 10, 20 years down the road, who could you imagine of your current competitors, of you sitting down and uh, enjoying a cold beverage with and uh, reminiscing over old times with? Like who do you who do you sort of like see yourself being? Uh, 35 40 years old at a probably a, a like at a restaurant the, the Friday night before a supercross who are you sitting with um that's a good question honestly uh i'm pretty good friends with Hampshire um Rick i'd say uh honestly i'm i'm not sure who else like that i'm racing with right now just because uh i it just nothing's really coming to me but um we uh we kind of hang out quite a bit um his wife is good friends with my wife and so we we just have like a good relationship a good friendship away from the track and um yeah i mean that's that's uh probably that's the first one that comes to my mind um and i'm sure there there could be a few more but I just couldn't name any right off the top of my head. Fair enough. So what you're saying is it would it would most likely be uh, R.J. Hampshire because it would be your wives who make the plans for where you're going, and that's why the two of you guys would be sitting together. That's about how marriage works. So. Yeah, right on. 
Well, I'll let you get back to uh, married life and this championship um, a few more rounds before uh, you get a break and you get to, uh, to, to spectate and recharge a little bit. Um, Shane, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I appreciate you um, joining us for an, uh, our Instagram Live uh, video that we did just minutes ago uh, on my channel as well as yours. That was a lot of fun. I hope that people check that out. But uh, yeah, like this is it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Your great, uh, great interview, great conversation. I really appreciate uh, you making time for us again tonight. Yes, sir, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, challenging me, and uh, yeah, just just getting a talk. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. I, I, as cool. always, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. You're, uh, like you said, you're one of the best interviews in the sport. So anytime that I can chat with you or anytime that I can try and chase you down while you're uh, speeding away from me in what seemed like a 20-minute long wheelie uh, at the A1 ride day last oh, yeah. year. <laughs> uh, did you do that hey, again? I was looking for you on Sunday. We uh, <sighs> the, the Sunday one got canceled because of rain. Okay. But... We did that uh, this past Sunday, right after A2. Yeah, I didn't I end up making it down you, this year. There was year, no so. Brad Gephardt. There was no Brad Gephardt at Anaheim 2. Uh, yeah. Likely the first Supercross I'll be at this year is Minnesota because it's only uh, a six-hour drive for me. But uh, um, before 2019 is out, uh, I will chase you down on a mountain bike yet again. And uh, I'm happy to report that since I last saw you, I'm also down uh, 26 pounds and I can successfully awesome. uh, do uh, like ten chin-ups, top to bottom, no problem. So uh, you, you'll Bottom have your work, you'll have you'll have your work cut out for you uh, once we we get that. I don't think I can wheelie as long as you can, but I'll have a little bit more in the tank. All right. Well, I look forward to it. Awesome, man. Uh, don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sickwix candles, soy candles, and wax melts for moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com.